Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Welcome to Summer of Scripture on the Naked Marriage Podcast. For 66 days in a row, we are releasing a daily devotional episode for your marriage. And over these 66 days, we're going to pull out one scripture from each of the 66 books of the Bible and talk about how it applies to your marriage. So if you listen to every single one of these episodes, you're going to have a comprehensive understanding of God's plan for your marriage. We encourage you to listen to everyone. Let's dive into today's scripture. Hey friends, welcome to day three of Summer of Scripture. We're enjoying this. Hope you're enjoying it too. I hope it's meaningful to you. Is every day we're looking at one book of the Bible, a scripture from that book, and talking about how it applies to our marriage. So today's is from the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 20, 26 says, You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Now, the book of Leviticus is, is really kind of all about these, these, uh, these rules and regulations and laws that God intended for his people to live lives that were set apart. And that word holy really just means set apart. Uh, it means set apart for God and by God. And he wants all of us, you and me, to be holy. Holy doesn't mean that we're perfect because all of us have blown it. All of us have messed up, thankfully, because of what Jesus did on the cross We put our faith in him. We can be made new. The Bible says we're a new creation in Christ once we do that. And yet we're called to live, even in in spite of our imperfections, this holy life. And so in marriage, what does that look like? What does it mean to live set apart from the way the world does things and instead to do it the way God desires us to? I love that question. And I think that it's it's one we all need to really ponder. Like we hope with these episodes, it's not just you listening to us, but it's you and your spouse having a conversation afterwards and really maybe discovering new about each other and about God. And I know the first thought that I had when you asked that question, sweetie, was kind of the boundaries that we as Christian married people put in place and how different they are from the world's. And they may not even have the same boundary. Right. And I know yeah. in particular, and I've shared this story before, but I feel like it fits here. So I want to share it very briefly again. I remember early into our marriage, uh, we were part of a youth ministry organization. We loved it. It was just a great way to start our marriage. And I actually was a part-time staffer at this, this church. And I remember the youth pastor at the time, uh, you know, I kind of was his assistant and we had to go on this like meeting, like we had to drive somewhere to go to a meeting. And, and he said to me, he said, you drive and I'll drive and we'll meet up there. And I said, well, why can't I just ride with you? And he goes, well, one of my boundaries in marriage is, is I don't, you know, ride with women. And at the time, Dave and I hadn't even talked about that. We know this couple, they're dear friends of ours. And I remember at the time I took that very offensively because I was like, who does he think I am? Like, 
I've never like even hinted at making moves on this guy. Like he's a dear friend of ours. He's like a brother. Like what in the world? And I talked to Dave about it. And Dave said, Ashley, he's not meaning this to offend you. It has nothing to do with you. It's out of respect for you and out of respect for me and out of respect for marriage in general. And he's like, honestly, I like this. I think that this is a good uh, policy to have because in, in the years that followed, how many times have we seen people yeah. both in ministry and outside of ministry, both Christians and non-Christians who do not have this boundary and it has led to an inappropriate well, relationship. Even at that church, that even very at church, that church the, yes. the senior pastor did not have those same kind of at boundaries. At all. And he fell into an adulterous affair with our female worship leader yep. who did not have those same kind of boundaries. Right. And because they, they got so close and comfortable and there were no boundaries in place, then lines were crossed. And before long, a full-fledged sexual affair took place, which imploded the it church. Imploded, yeah. And really planted the seeds in our mind, I think, to... To the importance of marriage ministry. I think maybe that's that's yes. part of where it started is we saw the aftermath of what happens when marriage is not valued, when boundaries are not in place. Right. And um, But it was a difficult thing to walk through. And those boundaries, yes. they really are important. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. They're so important. And so like here, I, I get it. Like you guys probably listening to this and watching this are like, yeah, I would have felt that way too. That's kind of weird. And we've been told that by, especially people in the secular professional world, both men and women who've heard us talk about this are like, guys, I would be seen as some weirdo alien, <laughs> yeah. like unicorn just, or, or maybe pompous. Like they said, I would be seen as being pompous. Like, who do you think you or are? Career suicide. Or career like, suicide. So I'm not going to sit alone with the woman. And, well, and in different contexts, you're going to, you know, you're going to have to sometimes, and you have to yeah. feel that out. I mean, you might be a police officer that's a, that's assigned to a partner of the opposite gender where you're going to be right. around each other. Yes. And there are all different kinds of scenarios like that, mm -hmm. but you have to figure out within that context, what healthy boundaries look like. And, and keeping your spouse in the loop. I think yeah. that's, what's clear. I remember, um, a good friend of mine, she's in the professional world, has been for a long time. And she was saying like, I have to be in the car with different male colleagues of mine all the time, but I just try to really bring my husband into the picture. I touch base with him throughout the day. This other person usually does too. And I just, I don't find myself having any like personal, um, conversations with them. And so I know, you know, just listen to us when we say, we understand that there's different different scenarios. Yeah, but the no main judgment. thing, exactly. The main thing is just asking yourself that hard question. Like, like, am I sharing more with this opposite sex colleague, you know, of mine than I am with my own spouse? Yeah. Or would I be comfortable if my spouse was watching and listening 
to every bit of the interaction I'm having with this person. Exactly. And, you know, bringing it back to this verse in Leviticus about holiness, I think that that is one way that we are living holy in our marriage because we are living out our vows that God established in, um, you know, what what do we talk about? Don't let man put asunder as far as like this marital bond. um, That's kind of an old way of saying, don't let another man or another woman outside your marriage take this marriage down. Okay. And it starts with us. Okay. This other person may, you know, have the hots for you, but we've got to recognize that. And then we have to put those boundaries in place and not mess with it. And so I think also when it comes to holiness, you know, really it's just getting to know our Holy father, our God more and more each day. And how do we do that? We do that through prayer. We do that by praying individually and also praying together as a married couple, praying together as a family. We do that by attending church. We do that by reading the Bible, by getting around other believers, doing Bible studies, really growing in our faith. Um, and I think just just constantly being on that journey of growing, growing in the Lord. So good. So maybe as a next step, you and your spouse, just ask each other, like, what what could we do to live lives more set apart for God? Yeah. You know, what what part of our life maybe isn't fully surrendered to yes, God. That's a good word. And, uh, and, and then, you know, have the, the tough conversations, take the tough actions to, to surrender to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So don't let any part of your life, your thoughts, your, your heart, your money, your anything not be fully surrendered to God because God has great plans for your marriage. I want to say one more thing. I think it's very easy for us as married people to be much more concerned about our spouse's holiness than our own holiness. Oh yeah, there it is. It is so easy to be like, oh, he's not being the spiritual leader. (laughs) He's not being holy, or she's not carrying up her into the bargain as a wife, being a holy wife. So easy to do that. When God though has called us to first work on that relationship we have with him, like our holiness needs to be our concern. It's between us and God. And yes, I mean, if you feel like there's some issue with your spouse, 100% address it with them, but that's also between your spouse and the Lord. It does affect you, but we've got to be much more concerned about what are we doing on our part as, as Christ followers in order to grow in our holiness. So good. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. So hope you're enjoying these as much as we are. Tune in tomorrow, day four, for the book of Numbers and what we can learn from that. We will see you then.